Well, it's episode 27 here of the Cherokee Rewind. And, of course, I am Mick, and we thank you for hanging out with us here. And, of course, this edition, we've got a guy who, a more recent player that played with the Cherokee, and his name is Austin Turner. Austin, uh, I usually play this little game in my head where I try to remember the jersey number you wore. Now, yours, you're a more recent guy, so I think I've got it pegged. If I remember correctly, you wore number 18. Is that true? That is correct. Oh, man. Well, thankfully, it wasn't all that long ago that you, you wore a Cherokee uniform, so uh, that made it a little easier. I'm usually pretty good with the later ones and the early ones from long ago. It's the ones in between that I really struggle with, but, uh, you know, potato, potato. Uh, first of all, welcome, and uh, thanks for doing this, bud. Uh, how you been doing? Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. I've been doing pretty well. Um, you know, just you know, doing the same thing, just trying to get on the grind every day. Hey, amen to that. I understand all too well. Well, let's get things started here. First off, uh, you're one of the local guys. Uh, so what was it like for you? When did you put on a pair of skates, and how did you get uh, love for this game? So I was actually seven when I um, started hockey. My first time I put on skates, I think I was five. So I really didn't get into it too early, but I didn't get into it too late. Um, I really started just kind of uh i started with my cousin because my cousin played for saint francis actually so i always grew up going to his games uh -huh. and i really started when my parents got into a divorce and that was kind of like my outlet so i really just go outside and start stick handling and shooting and then my dad would eventually take me to my cousins and that's really how i got started in the game wow so uh did you um did you really i mean did you have a grow up loving hockey like even before you took to the uh game um, no, I mean, I did, like, I watch it sometimes, but, um, I, we were a big football family. My dad was pretty big into football. Oh, okay. So, uh, who was your team? For um, football? I would say, um, I would say Michigan. Um, my dad loves Michigan football. Oh. all about it. He, he researches Michigan football all the time. That poor guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm kidding. But uh, I'm, I'm a, full full disclosure. I'm an Irish Buckeye, so uh, you know. But that's because I grew up watching both those teams. We didn't have cable gotcha. where I lived uh, until I was 18 years old, and so we could. I mean, not that we couldn't afford it, but because they didn't run cable to where we lived until I was 18 years old. So I grew up watching Ohio State football. And then on Sunday mornings before we went to church, we would uh, get the Sunday replay of the Notre Dame games. So we get the edited version of it. And so that's what I grew up watching. So uh, I love college football, always have, always will. Um, but, uh, yeah, so now let's get back into hockey here, talking to you. Um, so when you first started playing, did you play house? Uh, where did you play at? I actually started at Tamil Shanner. I played house for a team called well, I started with Timbits, obviously. A mm -hmm. lot of people started with Timbits. And then I played house for a team called um Batman team. The coach was uh, his name was Coach Batdorf. Great guy. Um gave me a lot of confidence in hockey starting out. I was I did pretty good. I only played one uh, I played one spring season of house and then I moved immediately into travel. Wow. I, I picked up the game yeah I picked up the game kinda quick. Okay. Um so, yeah. so tell me about this. How did uh, how did it go? Were you a uh, were you pretty much a f uh, offensive guy when you started playing, or did you ever in your career ever see any time at D? Um, no, I was never. I was always a forward. Even like growing up before hockey, like I played soccer when I was like four. I'd be the guy by the under end of the goal, like in the other end of the field, just calling for the ball, wait because I wanted to score. Oh wow! So uh, now. Tell me, uh, what was the transition like? Make I know it's you're young, so it's not that. Uh, but what the jump was like, making it going from house to playing travel. Um, house and travel was a bit difficult because I still was pretty inexperienced with hockey, but I just happened to pick it up fast. So I wasn't really um, a really standout at all uh, for travel. Um, it was it was a, it was a kind of a big jump, and then I started just getting used to it as I played on. Now. You were kind of unique in that you were a guy uh, that played with, as you went on in your travel uh, time, you met some guys that 
you ended up becoming friends with and a bunch of you kind of stuck together for a while. Yeah, um, well, a lot of people actually don't know this, but um, Tyler Zalecki and I have played together since we were like nine. Wow. And yeah, and we both played for the Sylvania Maple Leafs together for the travel team that was I, I played for the Savannah all-stars my after my uh, the fall season after the immediate um house season in the spring and then i moved on to uh the Savannah maple leafs which i think is like a different type of travel i don't know how, i don't remember how that works but um yeah and then we played together when we were like nine ten and then i moved on to playing for the monroe ice hawks and then for trenton and then i ended up coming back to the cherokee when i was 12 in junior high and then, yeah, we started playing together again ever since. Okay. We came to the Cherokee that same year, or no, the year after when we were 13. Okay. And so then uh, who else did you play with that you went on to play with with the Cherokee? Um, David Bogart. I played with him, Bogie, since I was yeah, coming to the team since we were 12. And we played for Eastern together this, the last couple coming years. So we played good eight years together. Uh, Zach Armstrong. Um, Who else? couple other guys that we played up through up in juniors. I think that's really it. But still, man, that's still pretty impressive. Oh, Brandon, Brandon Lehman, too. Brad Cowan and Fogarty. Yep. Uh, Fogues and Lehman. Yep. My goodness. So you guys had a pretty solid nucleus coming from before juniors, into juniors, then into college. So not yeah. all too shabby. So, uh, okay, so when you played uh, with the Cherokee with uh, prior to junior, um, and you guys all played together. What was it that made you decide you wanted to keep playing instead of going and playing high school? Um. Well, really, what, I just was it the friendships, I, I mean, or I, I would say probably the friendships. And I just personally thought that travel hockey was better than the high school I attended. I attended Bedford, mm-hmm. so I, I thought the level of play in travel was a little bit better than. The level of play in high school, and my dad thought so too, and that was a that was a big influence as well. Okay, so you you continue to play travel, and then of course comes the big decision to play juniors, and that's where our paths crossed. Uh, tell yeah. me what it was like going into that camp, heading into your first year. It was um it was pretty intimidating. I and my first year of juniors was my senior year in high school, so I was I graduated when I was seventeen. So I went my first junior camp probably when I was yeah, sixteen. So I was I was um I was pretty intimidated, but it was it's a big jump. Um it's a it's a good league. I think the year I joined two years prior it was the C S, I believe, because I think two thousand ten either it's the C S discontinued i believe yeah changed to the na3hl yeah yeah so i mean it was it was always a pretty good league and then i just i grew up watching the games so i just kind of at the ice house it was it's a big jump so i mean when you walked into that locker room uh did it help having guys like z bob and bogey in them that you could uh, lean on as far as fitting in percent it's nice i'm not the only one with my jaw drops you know walking in i'm sure they were just intimidated as i was and bogey's a big guy yeah but uh still it was it probably had to be interesting when you got to meet some of the other guys that you would end up being teammates and brothers with but uh tell me tell me uh what that camp was like though did you have to get did you have to play more physical did you try to concentrate on anything in particular any part of your game I just really tried to focus on what I was best at, and there was just, I do remember a couple moments where I, I there was one somehow I pulled up a, a good goal, and then you know I, since then I remember I scored a good goal in the in the camp, and then I the next shift I immediately got rocked like so hard, and then everyone went crazy. And that's the two that was the two biggest things I remember from my first camp. That was when uh, Tarsh and Searing were coaches. Oh yeah, and then so uh, you. Uh... So, but the thing is, is not how many times you get knocked down; it's how many times you get back up. But uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, you know. But uh, so you go in there that first year. Who were your line mates when you first started that first season? Um, I so I was fourth line, and you know I, I didn't play all the games. I also did get hurt a little bit, but I sat out a couple games. And so I would say mostly my line mates were. I'm pretty sure it's Nicholas Brazil and um man, who else would it be? 
Maybe Kevin Gregory? No. Phelan. I might have been Phelan. Oh, Brandon Phelan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Thalen, yep, I remember him very well. He was a smaller guy. And uh, so, yeah, and of course, Nick Brazil. Brazil was also, he was a pretty solid guy. He was a pretty big guy. Um, but uh, you, I mean, the thing with you, though, is that that I remember was you knew kind of where to, you always liked to hang around the net because you oh, yeah. you had the abilities there to uh, move the puck with, you know, you had your hands course obviously that's what everybody wants is to always have a decent set of hands and on that line you were definitely the guy with the hands so uh that first season you played um tell me about the team who were some of the guys in the locker room uh outside of the guys you grew up with that you uh played with and and uh, tell me some of the some things you remember about them um well if we go back to the one story us walking in for the first time in that junior locker room. Uh, one person stood out in particular, and that was Jake Manders. For whatever reason, he was so intimidating to me. And that's the, he's a big influencer on my first season, honestly. He was the captain. And he was just a very, he was a very let me know I'm there kind of guy. Like, he, he was a very old-time rough-style hockey player, and he was good, too. He had skill. Mm -hmm. I think he had over 20 points, I'm pretty sure, if I remember right, as a D, like, in, in that final season, which is pretty good. So, like, that's the one thing I really remember about him and one player. Um, who else? I remember Torchlight. Connor Crow. Connor Crow was a great guy. Um, I think he moved down to play Division Three after my first season. Um, who else? Benio. I only got – I was only able to play one season with Benio. He was another great guy. Andrew Benio, yep. Yeah, man, he's a really good guy. He was good, too. Really good. A lot of skill. Yep, a lot of yeah, good hands. Um, you know, now who were who would you say was probably the funniest guy in the locker room? That first season? Yep. Oh, uh, Blake Gorski. And then they he'd feed off of Brett. So that's it's a twofer. And then then JP would jump in through it. So that's it's a three it's a three for but if I had to choose one, it had to be Blake. Yep, those guys uh they they, they, you're right. The Pogorskis, they feed off each other. They, they they do. They enable off each other, and they're hilarious. Um, now, did you ever get involved in pranks or anything, or did you, uh, as, a, as, as in your first year, or did were you the victim of any? Um, I was probably too scared to pull any pranks. I don't remember any. I don't remember any pranks on me specifically. Um. There's a lot of the uh, the water under the cup or the water cup under the bucket type stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, like if you pull down your your helmet, and you know, yeah. if you got a water cup underneath, it just goes all over you. It's either before practice or something, so it's usually you know makes you a little mad. Well, but yeah, that's happened to me a couple times. <laughs> well, it could be worse, trust me. Um, but uh, I mean, the, uh, the of course the standard is usually like leaners and and things like that that happen during uh, the season on uh, road trips. Uh, I can remember, oh, yeah. you know, I can remember, we, we see the, the guys usually would just do the, the old-fashioned way was you grab uh, one of the garbage pails in the hotel room and you fill it up with water and you lean it, knock on the door and run. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's happened, that happened a couple of times, but luckily never to me. There's that. There's some people's jock straps would sometimes be, you know, like missing in the mid. Sometimes like randomly show up at random times. You know, it's just funny stuff like that. <laughs> I hate to imagine, but uh, you know, I, what's funny is, uh, see, I, I mean, like I say, I got over 20 years of this, so I got to see some guys be creative. Some guys, I remember one year we were, I think, in uh, trying to remember where was it Flint or were we in Cleveland? Someone took the actual time they had. We stayed in a, a it wasn't, it couldn't have been those places because we actually stayed in a pretty nice, uh, a pretty nice motel at the time. And they had glasses instead of the, the disposable plastic cups. They actually had glasses in the rooms. And someone took the time to fill up, a, I don't know how many glasses they took and stole from other rooms in the, from the players. But they took the time to fill the glasses, the drinking glasses, full of water. And then stack them up against the door, and they did a leaner light. So it not only did the uh, waterfall, but it got a ton of noise when these guys got oh, wow. up for breakfast. 
in the next morning because they left it there for breakfast. They didn't do it like you know like they usually do right right after bed check. Uh, but uh, I mean, just stuff like you know, I'm like going now. That see, I see, I appreciate creativity uh, as opposed to you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do something, if you're gonna pull a prank, make sure it's creative, make it fun. Don't make it don't make it harmful, but make sure you got your creative and you can laugh at it. You know that even the guy that gets that gets pranked, but <clears throat> you know, I just I look at it that way. Who would you say was probably the most uh, serious guy in the locker room, or the most you know you know what I mean? Just kind of more quiet, kept to himself. Um, that first season, I would probably say that's a tough one. Um, I would say serious would be Armstrong. Like he was super serious. He's super nice kid, and like. He played well, so he was, it just kind of fit him. But like quiet, I would say. Gosh, Thingling was pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. I'd say Thingling. Yeah, I'd say so too. So now the second year, uh, did you start to move into a different role as far as the way you played? Um, I tried to. I definitely tried to be more of an offensive presence than I already was and I just kind of like I really tried to just go to I mean the pucks you go to the offensive zone everyone knows the pucks could eventually go to the net so that's what, like you said I tried to always be around the net and I really tried to make sure obviously my stick was down making sure my head's always up watching the play in the puck and just, I tried to make small adjustments I really tried to you know like I would watch Z-Bob a lot Z-Bob's always been good so I'd really try to watch Z-Bob. I'd watch, you know, you can watch the NHL and they like, you know, watch see what they do. So, yeah. Now, I mean, uh, talking to your to your line mates and stuff and your teammates back in, in that year, um, did it, uh, did you find yourself taking more of a leadership role or were you still just trying to be one of the guys? I was just still trying to get some ice time. I still wasn't. I was still third, fourth line. I wasn't. I, if I had to be trying to be a leader, that's fine. Um, but I was. Uh, I'd try to like let my actions be my leadership. So if that happened, then it, then it happened. But I just really tried to do what I could out on the ice and off the ice to really, you know, help my team. Okay. Now, who were back then? Who was probably in your mind the biggest uh, rival you guys had to face? Back then, I'd still say, I'd still say Metro. Yeah, because Metro started to turn it around back that right about that time. They started yeah. to get really good, um, because for a long, 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 long time, they were a team that struggled. They had a couple of really good years. Uh, of course, uh, John Cooper, who most people know, just won a Stanley Cup with Tampa Bay. Um, he coached one year at Metro. And won a national championship. I think it was two thousand two. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think I remember seeing that actually on the Stanley Cup Finals. I think they mentioned it or like brought up a stat, yeah, saying that he was the coach in the NA three or, or the CSHL back then. Yep, and you know, so but uh, Metro for years, their teams they had uh, a couple of decent players here and there, but they uh, they had teams that uh, that struggled. And I always I always attributed it to the fact that the rink that they played in was so doggone cold, those poor kids probably shivered to death. That, that rink up there, in, I mean, they played, they moved now. I think now they play out of Frazier. But when they played up yeah. at, at East Waterford, oh, my gosh, you know. Yeah, uh, especially that practice rink they had. Oh, man, when you see your breath because it's so cold. Oh, it's and that was indoors, man. Outdoors, I told, I've said this many times on this podcast. It could, it would be the middle of February, ice cold up there, and you'd walk into the rink, and the rink was colder than it was outside. Ooh. Oh, Mick. By the way, totally off topic. I just remembered though. I grew up with the Pagorskis. Oh. They both went to Bedford. Now that and, had uh, to yeah. be that had to be a, a story in and of itself, because those guys are. A couple pieces of work. I love them both dearly. I just know that they probably, probably, uh, you know, and that's kind of odd because those guys, I expect jokes, craziness, uh, lunacy. When I think of you, Austin, I think of just a, a just a normal, rock solid, quiet kid. And, and I'm trying, I'm trying, and I'm trying to figure out 
Where, where, how does this mesh? <laughs> um, I think that we just always got along well. Like I, like you said, I'd go to their house, and you know, especially when we were like when we were all younger, Blake and Brett would fight all the time, and they just get into it so much, and it's so funny because Blake is just Blake's literally the funniest human being I think I've ever met, mm-hmm. and he just the stuff he would say is just so funny. And then uh, I actually um another off topic. I actually grew up with Jordan Pruitt too. He played for Monroe when I played for the Monroe Ice Hawks. So I kind of knew him before as well. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, I'm just there's a lot of kids that I grew up playing with, and I actually ended up playing with on the Cherokee. Same as Xavier Sudwell. Yeah, I grew up playing with him too. Now I think about it. My goodness. So you got so yeah. you've got a rich history here with these guys and with the. Uh, Guys that you played with prior to, prior to uh, playing for the big club, but uh, you know the thing remains though is that uh, you guys had uh, some, you guys had a lot to work really hard to get make those playoff runs, uh, you know to get to the playoffs. Um, talk about, uh, let me see, how many, what years, which years did you play for Toledo? Now that I think about it. 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. Okay. So you played all four there in Toledo with the Cherokee through 15. Um, the last the last couple of years, did you feel more comfortable coming in as a player, as a veteran? Uh, did you Were you able to make the transition easier as being a vet? Did you feel more comfortable in your own skin as far as playing? Absolutely. The last two years compared to the first two years were night and day different. My the last two years, the last two years, obviously my last year, I, had, I think I had fifty points, and then the la- but my second to last year, I think I only had like twenty, uh, twenty something, maybe twenty five. But um, I I remember a lot, I hit the post a lot my second to last season. I just thought, I, I was I felt more so much more in tune and so much more confident my second to last season, and I just I was really I was really doing well. Well, you know, if I remember correctly, too, uh, you got to wear the A, didn't you? Um, that was my last season, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that, you know, working hard, you know, it just takes hard work. And when they when they stick a letter on you, that means you're doing something right. So Yeah, I definitely took that with pride. I made sure that I, I already tried to play 110, but then I really tried to play like 200% a game. Well, now let's talk now. Who now did uh, what year did uh, uh, Searing and Tarsha leave? And it was Kenny and uh, Coach Omi. It was my first season. I'm pretty sure they didn't even. If I remember right, I don't. It was mid season. The first season. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, was mid season. So, what was there a transition for you there as far as what uh, what your what your role was or how you played uh, from one coach to the other? Um, yeah, a little bit, because Tarsh and Searing, um, didn't really, uh, see me as a skillful player, so I really didn't play a lot when they were coaches. That's, that was the times I really sat out, and I'd get sat, and, um, when Coach Miller came in, it really kind of, like, gave a new perspective on me. It was kind of like a fresh start, I guess, and I think he saw me a little bit more of what I could be, and he gave me a little bit more opportunity. Okay. So, um, you know, I mean, as far as for you going, you played the last couple of seasons. Uh, were you able, were you able to take a, a more of a leadership role as far as mentoring or, or talking to some of the young guys that came in? Oh, definitely. Our, I, mean, I, th- I think our, my second to last season was pretty good with that, but I think my last year, the 2015 year, we were so such a tight knit group, and I think everyone really got along. I think a lot, you know, a lot of it had to do with the leaders because we it was me, Bogey, and Zebob, and we were already like super tight knit. So we just kind of like made sure that we got everyone together for everything. First weekend, we were seeing movies, you know, doing what like literally doing whatever, going out to eat, texting everyone, just trying to get together. And I think that really helped our performance. Um, that going in that last year, I think we had. A, 30 wins or something our last season too. Yeah, that was a pretty good year. Now, I mean, I was going to say that, you know, I was, you took my next question up, which was how big of an influence was having the guys that you played with since before juniors, uh, that how much of a role did that play? Because it, you mentioned every, every guy that was a leader on that team that wore a letter. 
and all of them you played with growing up and that probably had a huge influence on not only the guys that are following you but it probably helped you as far as getting ready for the next level it definitely did um i think for the younger guys it shows that you know we got three guys here that played together we're in for the long run you know like we're, we're not here to mess around. like we, we're here because we like we're a family you know we treat everyone as a family like no one we're pretty loyal if we, if we stick together for the past eight odd years you know like it's we're, we're here for the long run i think that really helps me out as a leader too because i already knew that i could come up to them for anything like to talk about anything at all whether it be hockey or not and i think that really is what can really mend a really good team well okay so now who were some of the guys in that last year that you played who were some of the other guys that played that uh you uh got to get to know that were different from the guys from the first years um zay <laughs> zay was zay's the second funniest human being i think i've ever met that dude is something else man. isaiah crawford uh, yeah he's awesome um let's see summers summers came in our last season summers is one of my good friends now um uh ben hamilton i always i always he went to st john's i always kind of knew of him but i really got to know him my last year and he's a really good guy as well who else um dan goodwin good goody's a good guy oh yeah man that's um, some of these names it's like oh yeah i remember him you know you know i get into that stuff uh now did you play with uh guys like uh blake mullins I think Mullins was either my last season or also my second to last season. But I did. Blake's a funny guy too. He's he's one of those like awkward funny guys. He doesn't mean to be funny, and he is. <laughs> hey, that's those it's are awesome. some of the those are some of the great greatest ones, man. No, but, it's literally it makes it twice as funny. Yep. So uh, now uh, I'm trying to think of who else. If I remember, did uh, was Josh Smith part of that group? Yeah, yeah, he was. He. I remember mostly about him is he loved Batman. He always wore <laughs> like Batman socks and Batman hats and Batman shirts. Okay. Anyhow. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, and I love that kid. I still keep in touch with him today, you know, through Facebook and everything else. Super nice kid. Like, literally, I think I don't think he ever said anything negative about anyone. Well, he's he, he's he a rock solid a human being. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Yes, you know, you can't I can't ask for a, a more quality human being. Uh Smitty's like just like that. Good old number five. Um now that year, uh tell me about the season, how you know, you you know, obviously, you know, a lot of wins that season. Uh tell me what the chemistry was like in the locker room. It literally like you walked in and felt like a welcoming atmosphere like everyone was talking to everyone no one disliked anyone it was you, people would be having conversations in their stalls halfway across the room when they're getting dressed because that's just how much everyone liked everyone we, we play music so you'd have to like yell so it's literally a calming but crazy atmosphere like it's it was it was a very great great team wow that sounds like fun now um when you uh when you got into the latter part of that season, did you start thinking about, uh, you know, the future? Yeah, yeah. I actually, my second to last season, I actually worked during that season. I worked with Toledo Edison as a meter reader. So I was, I was pretty, I could have been pretty set with if I wanted to continue with that. And I decided to quit and focus on my last season of juniors to really try and see what I could do and I think that really helps me with my performance as well because I could obviously concentrate more and put forth more effort and I did a lot of um, going into that last season I did a lot of extra stuff that I usually wouldn't do like I'd always kind of like run and work out but during that last season I'd go I actually worked at the ice house a little bit as well and I think about I picked up shifts here and there which gave me you know a little bit more opportunity to spend time there you know it was like my second home and I I'd spend a lot of time there shooting pucks, like, during the middle of the day. I'd just go there and shoot as many pucks as I, I could. And towards the end of the, towards the, end of the, the summer, 
coach uh, coach Miller would know come get everything ready for the start of the season. He'd start seeing me there and. I, at first, the first time he saw me, he was like, Turner, what the heck are you doing here? Like, you know, it's the middle of summer. And I just, you know, I'd be telling coach, I got to work on my wrist shot. And eventually, I think a couple times he seen me, he didn't really expect anything now. Like, he seen me there, like, working on my shot. I think it really showed that uh, that last that last year. I think that, that last year, my shot was the best it's ever been. Well, and it probably also helped you as far as, uh, you know, being that you got to wear the A and, you know, lead by example. So that, that probably definitely helped. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So now you, uh, as you finish your last season and, you know, uh, after it was over, what went through your mind as far as uh, being done playing juniors? I mean, was there like a, oh my, this is actually over? Yeah. It's uh, something you really don't think about until it's, it hits or that last that last minute was winding down. That last minute winding down is the longest minute ever. And that that was really when it all hits, whether you're moving on or you're not, whether your season's going or it's not, it's, it really hits, you know, like, damn, like this, darn, this could be my last, my last hey, shift wow. ever playing hockey. Yeah. Now, uh, what, uh, what got you into thinking about maybe playing at uh, what uh, at Eastern and uh, making that transition. Um. So I, a lot of it had to do with how close I was. Um. It's a it's a university. It's a four. It's a credit university. It's a you know it's a pretty good school. Like academically, I'd get a good degree. Um. It's about an hour away from home in Temperance. It's up in Ypsilanti. That's like, you know, just far enough and not too far for the, for the parents to come up. Mm-hmm. But, um, I was really, it came down to Eastern and Adrian actually. And I was really leaning towards Adrian, but then David Bogart said that he'd come with me to Eastern. And that really, that, that really changed my mind too. And then Summers said he'd come to Eastern too, because Josh Summers played a season up there as well. And so that really, and then the coach, the coach also really sold, sold it. Um, he really made it seem like it was a, a pretty good opportunity for me to progress and make my talent known. And that was really the deciding factors. So you go and you go ahead and, uh, make that jump how many uh, Cherokee guys ended up uh, playing up there with you um let's see me Z-Bob came, Z-Bob came our sophomore year mm-hmm. um Summers came freshman I think that's it there might be one more that I'm forgetting but I believe that's it and Bogey of course um yeah yeah Bogey Bogey okay and then so cause I know Army went to Adrian instead um yeah. Yeah. So he, you know, and, and we, I had him on an earlier podcast, so he told me about how it was out there. Um, now, when you made that transition to playing college hockey at Eastern, uh, oh, Hardy, sorry, sorry, Hardy. Yeah, if you're listening to this, Hardy, Dan Hardy came as well, but he only played for like half a semester. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, that's all right. That's, I want you to talk. That's the that's the point of this. We're having fun here. <laughs> nothing wrong with that, amigo. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, so yeah. Now I was thinking about that. Yeah, Huddy did play in Toledo. I was thinking about that. It's like, oh, okay. You know, like I said, every now and then you'll throw a name out there, and it's like, oh yeah. You know, I, I do that a lot. But of course, when you're as old as I am, you know, all these names they kind of run together. So. Oh, but, definitely. You're you're definitely a vet. So like you've <laughs> you've been you've been through it. You got a lot of names to remember. Yeah, but uh, so now when you made the transition playing the college game, uh, what was that jump like? You know, you talked about what it was like from house to travel, from uh, uh, whether it be midgets or whatnot to uh, juniors. Uh, what was it like making the transition from juniors to college? Um, it was honestly not as what I anticipated it to be. It's it, it like it wasn't it was pretty similar if anything. It was just a little less than what I was thinking of. I don't know, like 
it, it was definitely a good league. The skill was there. Like, there was definitely teams that had a lot of skill. And but it just it wasn't as big of a jump as I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. Well, how much do you think it was that you had familiar faces with you joining you playing at that time? That definitely helped a lot. I definitely felt super comfortable walking in. I, I, have, I have a knack of scoring um, first game of the season always, and I, you know, I kept that going out through college. And so, like, I, when me scoring first game of the season, really, honestly, you know, the, the weight was already off. The weight was already off to begin with because I already had guys going in with me, but that really helped me out, you know? Oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, t- tell me what uh, the whole college experience was like. Uh, what was your role on those teams? Um, I would say my role was mainly a I – w- I would say it was just more of a vet role. I I just tried to do whatever I, you know, could do to the you know best help my team win. Um, I would say I was definitely a first or second line guy. Um, I tried – my first season – I believe I did pretty well with points. I don't exactly remember correctly, but I just tried to really be an offensive guy who was able to put the puck in the net and create all offensive opportunities for my teammates. Now, uh, tell me, was the, the, I guess, as far as the college life down, did you live on campus or did you commute from home? I did not commute from home. I lived on off campus. I didn't live in a dorm, but I lived right, usually on a house right out, right off campus. Ah, so, so just so just enough to get in trouble, but not too bad, right? Exactly. <laughs> I'll leave that one alone. Anyhow, um, but uh, tell me about uh, you know as far as the whole college experience. What what were you majoring in? Um, I graduated with a bachelor of science in geography, and then my I specialized in my degree in a computer software program called. Um, ArcGIS or Computer GIS. It's like a computer software program that uses interactive data from government websites where you can input your own data and you can create interactive mapping to show in presentations. And then I um, minored in environmental sustainability. Okay, I don't think I could even say those words if I had two or three cracks at it. Um, just, <laughs> just saying. Uh, my goodness. Now, uh, are you looking at, are you going to... Um, put that uh, degree to good use i hope yeah that's what i'm trying to do i'm still currently looking for a job in this market right now and it's a little tough but you know i i you know just try to literally get my name and my resume out there as much as i can uh it's it's my degree isn't a hard field to get a job in it's a smaller field but it's, it's usually not that hard is what i've been told by my advisors okay now when you played uh you know, coming into this, uh, finishing up uh, your collegiate career, how hard was it to make uh, to realize that your competitive days were done? Oh, it was insanely hard. My last, uh, my last ever game was at the Ice House. How crazy is that? Really? Yeah, me and Bogey played Toledo at the Ice House. Now, were there any former Cherokee on the uh, Rockets when you played? Yes, uh, there were. Um, he didn't play juniors, but Ian Rapp. And then Verboski, Verby played juniors. Verby was on Toledo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, their coach is uh, Troy Bowes, who was a former Cherokee. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, Troy Bowes, he's their head coach, and he played for Toledo back in 2003, 2004, something like that. Uh, but uh, I think it was 2003. And anyway, he uh, yeah, he's their head coach and great guy. He was a defenseman, and uh, he um, he had several guys from the Cherokee that played. I remember. I just can't remember the, all the names, but uh, there were several guys that did that have played throughout. I know the Pagorskis played for him. Um, I think the Pisanis did as well. Um, now, when you but when you finished, I mean that is poignant playing at the ice house against Toledo uh, in your final game. Um, did you guys like go commiserate afterwards or how did you, you know, say goodbye to uh, playing a competitive game that you love for so long? Um, it really didn't do too much, honestly. Like a bunch of the guys knew that me and Bogey started our, you know, really our careers in Toledo. And so, like, a bunch of guys knew that we, 
that we were pretty like we, I'm pretty sure I, I was on the ice my last shift and I literally started crying I'm pretty sure like 10 seconds left and everyone was kind of like when I heard the buzzer ring and everyone, like, I'm pretty sure half the guys came to me and half the guys came to Bogey we, and we ended up winning the game which was great I actually got my homecoming night was the game before and I actually got a hat trick which was like the, one of the best things I could ever ask for I know you know like my last season second to last game so that was that was awesome but now was that at home or on the road that was on the, that was at our home rink uh, at Eastern. Okay, so then you went out at home a winner. Wow, that's awesome, a tap trick. Yeah, so so to me, my last two games were home and home. You know what I mean, like literally. Mm-hmm. Home, home and home, so to speak. But uh, yeah. Okay, let me ask you this then. I I usually ask this too earlier on, but um, do you remember your first goal in a, in your first game in a Cherokee uniform? Yeah, yeah. I actually just talked about this. <laughs> Zalecki, um, it was, we played the Cincinnati Steam, and it wasn't, like I said, I had this, usually have a knack for scoring in the first games, like, for whatever reason, but, like, I actually scored, it wasn't the first game, it was the second game, but it was the first weekend, and I was, I was the first one out of, like, my age group, like, me, uh, Bogey, Z-Bob, Fogues, Layman, to score a goal, and it was literally the, the dumpiest goal, like, ever, like, it was, <laughs> so, like, it, like, we had pressure, like, in the, in the offensive zone, and the puck went up to the D, uh, I might have even been Manners. I think Manners might have even shot it, and it like hit off some dude's butt, and then like it hit to the net, and then no one knew where the puck was, and it happened to just go to the left, and I was the I was I was just by the net, you know, I was always hanging out by the net, and then I just put it in, and like I don't think anyone even saw it. I started selling. <laughs> so it was it wasn't like you know like a goal I would say I want like I got my last year, but it was like it was such a first goal. It was awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a, it wasn't a highlight real goal, but it no, was not at all. <laughs> Well, like they always say, they don't ask you how, they ask how many. So Exactly. But uh, that's funny. Now, let me ask you, who would you say probably were your biggest influences on the ice and then off growing up? For Toledo? Well, growing or... up in general. Okay. Um, I just know, I'm pretty generic, I'd say my dad. Okay. Big influence on you. Um, tell me why. He just, um, he just always wanted to really push me. He really knows where my head is a lot. Cause I think we're kind of the same, and he really knows what to say and like how to really get me going. Like he's not. He wasn't like a a very. You know, like, he'd always definitely push me. Like, if I missed a shot and got mad that I missed a shot or something like that, he'd be the first one to be like, you know, like, get your butt down the other, you know, like, I can't cuss, but he, uh, he'd be the first one to be like, you know, like, quit worrying about it, like, like, get your butt back in the game, you know, like, yep. he, so he he was always very on me, and that, like, from, he never would, like, let up, and that really, him not letting up really taught me how to be a pretty solid heart you know human being and i i really appreciate that with him because that you know that really teaches me on and off ice skills well how about uh, as far as um you know who who influenced you coach wise who were some of the coaches that you grew up uh, that helped you move along oh man i'd say the best coach i've ever had was probably coach mike natashek oh yeah i don't know if you know yeah i know natty very well was, he was the best coach he really knew how to talk to guys and he would just he would never really yell he would just show guys what you did wrong and that's like what you're supposed to do like you can rah 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 and do all that but like if you don't show guys what they're doing wrong they're not gonna get better and he was one to really like he would get mad sometimes but he would really really help guys out and he knew how to have fun too like there would be some prices like we would I remember there was one time <laughs> we no one really wanted, it was you 14 is when he coached me and that's a really big learning age it's a, it's a big step in a hockey player's career like 14 is when you really learn a lot because like you 16 is really you start to sprout and I think that there was one time like we went out for practice and no one wanted to practice at all and we just started scrimmaging before the coach got on the ice and he just kind of like seen us all scrimmaging last and then we scrimmaged the rest of the practice but like we were like we were a good team and we were winning, so we could you know every, every so in a while do that. He's just a great guy. He just really knew how to get down to the core of players and really get down to what they could potential. He saw I that's my he was my first coach for Toledo. He really he's the one that brought me on to Toledo. 
Um, I was playing for Trenton. We played against Toledo, and I, I might have scored or something like that because he knew that I was from Toledo, but he really liked me. I'm pretty sure that he got in contact with my dad somehow and asked if I wanted to come play for Toledo. And um, I, at first, honestly, I didn't know if I wanted to, but then my dad convinced me, I think, to actually go to Toledo. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't. I just didn't really know if I wanted to make another – I had to jump from so many teams. And then I – just yeah, Mike Natchak really brought me in, and he really saw potential in me, and that really got me going as a, a, a hockey player. That's pretty cool, and that's Natty. He's always been a really good teacher, you know. When it comes yeah. to when it comes to uh, the game, he's always been a good teacher. Um, so now, uh, as far as for you, Austin, um, do you ever get to where you think about you know obviously missing the game and missing playing competitively? Do you ever think about maybe doing something to give back to the game, like maybe someday going into coaching or anything like that? Yeah, I definitely would. I absolutely would. I don't really know how to get started in that, but I I would. I had a little – I helped um, run some um, summer skates up in Ann Arbor for Eastern for a team, a, tra- a local travel team a little bit, but that's really the only – coaching experience I have I would absolutely be interested in helping kids by coaching and just trying to really pass on what I've learned yeah you know I mean then it it starts usually the best way to start with those are usually when you work with the real little guys the that you know uh, learn to skates or the ADMs the things that used to yeah the things that you used to uh blow off when your coach said hey what are you doing Sunday morning um sleeping (laughs) and stuff and uh, you know those are those are the those are the the uh, where those kids get their start and that's where you know a lot of the guys that that want to coach or at least they when they don't know how to or what to do to get started uh that's where they start you know, they you you've got to put the time in, and you got to go through it, and that's the kind of things. Those are the kind of things that they do. So, but uh, now, uh, do you have any questions for me? You know, before we wind her up, I mean, there's no rhyme, no reason, no nothing here. Just, um, just if you have any questions you want to ask me to help you remember something, or if you had a question, hey, always feel free. You can ask it any anything you want. And even if you don't, you don't have to. I'm just saying, you know, I just want you to be comfortable in doing something. Let's see. Um, Nick, what was it like broadcasting your last game? Very weird. It was emotional. I wasn't really that emotional about it, but it was weird because when I was finishing up, I had in the booth for the third, it was the third period, and who comes into the booth but uh, Coach Omi's wife, Coach uh, Miller's wife. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I think uh, Coach Omi's daughter, I think. I can't remember. And uh, I'm trying to think. There was about like about four, about four different women that, of, of, that were wives or girlfriends of, uh, of the team that came in, and then John Kolb from the bar, who ran Kolb's bar uh, over there at the Ice House, he's in there too, and he was feeling no pain, and he was in there talking, and they're all in the booth with me while I'm trying to call the game, and I and, and Jake Manders was doing camera, and we are just rolling. We are laughing hysterically because these guys are in here going, you know, and it was really sweet. It was very sweet of them to do that. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I felt emotional because it's like, this was a huge part of my life, but I mean, I didn't, uh, like, uh, I, I I think I felt more than anything relief, not because of, uh, not because thank God that's over with. No, not like that, but because I didn't know how to say goodbye. I really didn't. I didn't know how to let go. And I knew that I wanted to, uh, I knew I wanted to, that it was time for me. I knew that it was time for me to, uh, to pass the mantle. And they've got uh, Mo's uh, son, Zeke Fravor, is doing the play-by-play now. And he's doing a bang-up job with it. He's, he's taking the mantle and running with it. 
I'm I'm real happy for him. And uh, it's, uh, you know, for me, I, like I said, I just knew it was time. And I, but I didn't know how to let go. You know, not because I wanted to run, go back, but because I wanted to do it right. I wanted to show the love and respect and the admiration that I will always have for, and I always consider my, like you, I consider myself a Cherokee for life. And uh, I just, it was just, like I said, the hardest thing I had to, to learn to do was to say goodbye because there was so many people there that I love, you know, uh, Omi and I went probably go back the farthest. Um, Kenny Miller and Kelly Miller, their whole family. I love them dearly. Uh, the Manders family love them dearly. Uh, I mean, just all the people from the past, whether it was the players, the owners, the GMs, all of them. Uh, I just, I mean, I just love them, you know, they're family to me. Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing, you know, it's like, that's why when I see, like I was at the, uh, Cherokee golf outing over the summer and who do I see these huge big smiles from are uh, I saw Bogey, Z-Bob and uh, Ricky Quapich and it was like oh my gosh you know it just felt like home it just felt normal uh, get, getting to see those guys and they were so nice and smiling and laughing and having a good time and everything and I was doing my radio show from there and uh, and we just I, it was, I just I just saw all those guys and it was like this is normal to me. This is this is in my wheelhouse. And, uh, you know, being able to be there and see that and experience that. And do I miss it? Oh, absolutely, I miss it. But do I want to go back? No. Uh, I, I filled in a, uh, before for uh, Zeke and uh, for a game. And I, I don't mind doing that stuff. That's awesome. But, uh, you know, I just know that I, I my time was then and, now it's the time for the young guys to, to move in and take their spots, you know, and do their thing. So that's, and I want to see them do their thing and I want to see them succeed and do it well. I want to see Zeke uh, tear it up for the Cherokee and be a great play-by-play broadcaster, whether it's his whole career is with Toledo or if he moves on, I want him to succeed. And so, you know, that's, that's where I spend most of my time now is rooting for these guys to do well, you know, being a fan. And that's and I enjoy being a fan, so you know I love I love the, I love my family, and I'm always going to cheer for them. So what and whatever they do in life, not only during their hockey careers but after, and that includes you. So you know I just I want to I just want you to be happy, healthy, and successful in whatever you do. I always tell people I don't care what your business card says, I don't care if you're if you're pumping gas, slinging pizza, or if you're at the head of a Fortune 500 company, it doesn't matter. You know, I've, I just want you guys to be happy and healthy. And, uh, and when you think about uh, Cherokee hockey, that you, you have a good laugh and uh, enjoy it. Definitely. And I think, yeah, what you, you said, that was awesome, by the way. Like, I'm really happy that that all happened, especially with, like in that press up there in the press box. That sounded like it was pretty awesome. But yep. like you said best, um, Cherokee for life. Like, honestly, I, I've always – I will always see myself as a Cherokee. I have a tattoo of the ice house on my on my shoulder, and I always take pride in that. So I, I love looking at it. It's a very beautiful piece of art on me. And yeah, I I just I love the way that you described all that. Um, yeah, that was that was awesome. What uh, what is what is your first memory that you have of me uh, playing for the Cherokee? That's, that was a good question. I wanted to ask. Well, you know, if I remember correctly, it was when you scored your goal, your first goal, because I just remember I had to I had to quickly look down at the roster to see what your name was, because <laughs> because uh, uh, I, I, I don't think we had uh, I don't think we had nameplates on the jerseys at that point, um, or we may have, but I just remember seeing eighteen flash across like that and and tuck home tuck home a, a garbage goal and uh literally. I, yeah literally and i just remember 18 uh, you know tapping home a garbage goal and uh, i was looking i'm like okay wait where, where where where's his name where's his name where's his name and of course then it's like oh austin turner hey you know it's like yeah like you've been my best buddy for years or something and uh <laughs> and you know i just like that was uh that was you know again that was and it was like okay is it zaliki is it zaleki what you know, <laughs> you know. Is, that, is that also the most memorable thing 
probably, well, probably, I wouldn't say most uh, memorable, but uh, I remember a couple of times you near, nearly getting into scraps, and uh, I kept wondering, I'm like, this guy, he's a nice kid, what is he doing trying to, and and then I remember, you know, a couple of times on the bus, uh, just stuff where you, you know, I remember a couple of the guys would try to uh, make wisecracks and pick on you, you know, just the usual ribbing uh, that goes on with that. And you were, uh, you were, you, you know, you were just always just a, a, a nice guy, you know. And I always thought, I always thought, man, I just don't want to see him get hurt out there because that was always my memory of you was that you were always a nice guy. And, you know, you weren't like one of these uh, bad boy types and you weren't, uh, uh, hey, look at me. I'm just going to uh, do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to get into all kinds of trouble. That wasn't you and, and, and still isn't. So, you know, that's what I've always like. Like I said, that's why I always liked you because and you stood out because, you know, at, when you're that age, when you're 16, 17, 18 years old, a lot of times there are guys that they're like, OK, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to try and do this and do, get away with this because, you know, hey, we're on the road. I can do whatever. You didn't do that. You were always pretty much just a normal kid. And I think that's where I you stood out because you did that. Now, of course, that and, of course, the, the bleach blonde hair. Um, <laughs> so, but other than that, yeah, that was interesting. But, uh, you know, I just, uh, but, you know, like I said, I never thought uh, – you know, okay, what the kid's an immature pain in the butt, you know, or anything like that. I always thought you were, you know, just like I said, you were just a pretty normal guy who seemed to have a good head on his shoulders. And that's the, that was always the thing I always took away with you more than, uh, gee, what a spectacular goal. And, and that's usually what I, I think more of the stuff off ice than I do on ice when it comes to guys, uh, from the team. But, that was usually the takeaway I always had with you, and I always have had that that takeaway, is that you've always seemed to be a, a level-headed guy, a determined guy, but a level-headed guy. And, and like I said, you were always nice. You were always a, a decent kid, and, you know, it uh, it shows, and it showed. And that's why to this day, I, whenever I think of you, I, I smile, you know, because you were always a, a rock-solid human being. And uh, you can't ask for more than that from somebody, you know? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, anything before we call it a podcast, is there anything you want to say to Cherokee Nation that will be listening to this? Um, shoot. No, I just want to... No, I just want to thank everyone who's ever, you know, played with me for having an impact on me who I am today. Honestly, everyone that I played with, has really made me who I am today, and you know I've made a lot of good friends, a lot of brothers over the years. That's so, that, that's uh, what it's about, man. Yeah, but I do want shout out R Dog, shout out Z Bob, shout out Bogey, shout out B Hamilton, shout out Brody Duncan. You know, just gotta make sure all the boys know. Hey, that's all you can ask, man. They uh, they're the guys that you remember, and they're the guys that you know you'll always remember because those are the guys you went went to battle with on the ice. So, you know, that's what matters most. So, but, um, big thank you here. Uh, I take it, uh, everything's going okay. As far as, uh, the family and everything, everyone's doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's doing really well. Dad's doing well. So everyone's doing well. Good. I haven't seen, I haven't seen him in a long time. Tell your dad I said hello. Well, he's been just, you know, working out all the time that's all he does <laughs> yes, I, yes i always knew he did that that guy i never seen anybody that ripped uh from uh working out so but uh yeah he uh yeah he was always, but he always was a nice guy he always came up to me and we'd talk and stuff he'd always talk about you he was so proud of you he, because he would always talk about what uh you know he'd always he'd always want to you know figure out how can he get better how can he do you know and things and i'm i'm like I'm the play-by-play guy. I'm not the coach. <laughs> but, you know, but he also, you know, he knows that I saw you every game. So, you know, that made a difference. But uh, I, you know, I still think that, uh, you know, like I said, we always, I always enjoyed when he would stop by and talk to me and everything, and we'd always have a laugh or two um, talking. Yeah, he's, he's a very nice guy. He's, he's honestly, he's a big bear, big teddy bear. He's so soft on the inside. 
Yeah. Like, I, I got this I got this little cat right now, and he absolutely loves it. It's his best friend. It's just the tiniest cat. You think he'd have a big? You think he'd have a big dog? No, he's got. He loves this little cat. Yeah, it's, he's just that. That that's how the guys usually are. The tough exteriors, but inside they're just little te- they're teddy bears at heart. That's how most guys are. Well, that sounds like somebody else I know that wore number eighteen. But anyway, well, well Austin, buddy, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, thanks a lot. And uh, I, I know we'll keep in touch. Like I said, we'll definitely, because when we put together our alumni reunion, uh, you're going to be one of the first guys I reach out to. So uh, I look forward to that. But thank you for doing this and all the best in everything that you do here in the future. Yes, thank you so much, Mick. I, this is a great time. I really had fun doing this. So I really hope you stay in touch, and I'll be, yeah, I'll be uh, reaching out to you in the future. Yeah, absolutely, brother, always. So that's going to do it from here. We thank you so much for hanging out with Austin Turner and yours truly. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the whatever podcast platform you choose to use, whether that's iHeart, TuneIn, uh, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast. You name it, they got it. You subscribe, and every time a new podcast from Cherokee Rewind drops, they'll let you know. So for Austin Turner, this is episode 27 of the Cherokee Rewind. I am Mick, and we will talk to you again soon.